Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as per usual, with Matt. Yeah, what's up? Now, not here this week, unfortunately, is the certain Ginger Menace. Basically, he was watching the Patreon this week and noticed that someone picked the Connor's Corner. I informed him <laughs> that he was going to be reading an issue of Red Hood soon. It's coming. It's coming soon. <laughs> Once we hit June. <laughs> um, and he, he's, he's done a runner. He's basically fled. He's fled the country. Uh, that's not entirely true. He had to work extra hours and couldn't make it, which is unfortunate. But me and Matt are here to to guide yep uh, at least he let us know well enough in advance so it wasn't a surprise oh yeah he did he did because uh, sometimes sometimes he's just like yep uh, sleep need so you know yeah uh, now don't worry should, should all four slots of Corner's Corner fill up on the Patreon if he has to miss a week he will do two another week to make up for you know like the four who get who paid for it will get their their book read by him don't worry about that uh uh, just, just in case that's a concern, but uh, but no. So we talk about DC Comics, and and on this week's show we are going to be talking about Deathstroke number nineteen, which is of course the third part of the Lazarus Contract crossover. Uh, we're going to talk about Detective Comics nine five seven, Action Comics nine eighty, Wonder Woman twenty three. Only two left, Matt, plus an annual. Don't don't remind me. Although the annual, I read what it's about. I'm very excited. Yeah. So. Uh, no, no, I, I like the idea of it as well. Um, Batgirl number 11, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps number 21, Batman Beyond number 8, and then finally Batman the Shadow number 2. So that's what's coming up on the week's show. Uh, plus we get a little bit of news because the solicits came out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be nice, Matt. How was your week? Did you do anything fun? Yeah, yeah, I went to a, a water park for locals night and uh, only had two hours by the time we got in. So that was great. Because locals' night means everybody, and uh, yeah, it was it was shoddily ran, not not too happy, but the lazy river was nice, except for all the damn kids. Oh yeah, kids are the getting, worst. Yeah, I'm getting to that age where I'm just like, I'm around kids at work, so I work at a school. Uh, I don't want to be around them in my off time. <laughs> so, what's what's a great place for that? A water park. Yeah, that was not... Uh, what you wanted to do, Matt, uh, was go on that during the day where, when the kids are all at school. That's what, that's what you really wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, that's what I should have done, but, you know. Uh, that would be the smart play. I, uh, now, the summer's hit. We're, we're, this is the first week of like proper summer weather, and by that I mean I am miserable because I am too warm. Uh, you can probably <laughs> hear the faint noise of the fan that I've got across the room trying to blow some air from the window over my direction so that I don't don't faint mid mid recording. Now, admittedly, I'm a bit of a perfectionist with the sound. It annoys me that you can probably hear it. However, I, it'd also be worse for the podcast if I pass out halfway through. So so I'm going to split the difference yeah. and live with it. But See, see with with us, you know, I always have my fan running because I need I need air circulating, but hmm. I don't think you can hear it. So it's not too much. Oh, it's a ceiling fan you've got in there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're quite quiet. This is a yes. standy uppy one with the cage. Yeah, well, except that one time where our air conditioner took a dump, and I had to have a full-on fan as we were trying to record. Those were in the days before comics. Mm. That was old school, 1.21. On a, on a real scorcher of a day. You could see me drip. 
you know, you're a bad fan. <laughs> you, you, you shut it off because it was too loud. You saw the handkerchief every so often come in just to wipe the brow. That was yep. one of those days. Uh, although I'm not far off it, you can sort of see how shiny my head is right now, actually. <laughs> um, but here we are, we're going to talk about comics. Oh dear. And it won't be three and a half hours long like last week. Nope. <laughs> Which, to be fair, you... I actually what? think we had a really good show last week. I was actually really happy with our 52nd episode. Yeah. Um, the problem from being three and a half hours long, though, is that the other things me and Connor had to do afterwards, because we were supposed to review Doctor Who later that day, uh, yep. we never got to that because it took so long to record and it took so long to edit and export. The, the actual podcast went up like three hours later than it normally does because all the extra editing and exporting and uploading mm-hmm. time. So it has a knock-on effect. Uh, yeah. But that's actual... what happens when you let me lead the top ten list. Yeah, that was... that's a lesson. Yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> that was a bad idea. But here we are. So, uh, welcome to episode fifty-three. It's a brave, brave new world. But all right. Uh, so I mentioned we had some news. We had, we had solicits this week, and as I typically do with the solicits, um, I've went through and I have collected all the ones that say part one, at least for the the, the ones that we cover. Uh, if it's ones that we don't talk about at all, if none of us are reading them. Um, I might just leave them away because they're not of interest. But uh, all the ones we actually cover in some capacity, whether it's you know one of us or all three of us, um, I've picked out the ones that have part ones. So I'm, I'm going to read you the descriptions of these new arcs and we'll you know, see, notice anything that's uh, of interest. So uh, first up, Action Comics 985. Uh, two things. Not, a, it's a part one. B, mm-hmm. uh, it's not Dan Jurgens. Yeah, I, that, that's troubling. Uh, well, not to be fair, on Twitter he did say it was just it was a planned break that he's taken so that he can get the next stuff ready and finish a couple of other things that he's doing. So it's not a, it's not an exit. It's just a, a couple of fill in yeah, issues. Yeah, you better be working on booster gold. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and it's written by Rob Williams, who seems to be the fill in man because he's filling in for a couple of issues of Trinity soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just seems to be his job outside of Suicide Squad. Uh, but yeah, so it's called Eve of Destruction. And Superman finds himself side by side with Lex Luthor once more, but his former foe truly committed to being a hero, or is it just a ruse to gain the Man of Steel's trust? As world events point to something dark in the horizon, the mysterious Mr. Oz makes his final move against the Man of Tomorrow. So to be fair, it doesn't sound like a fill-in story, at the very least. It sounds... Yeah, it it has the written by, so I'm wondering if he's going to still have a story kind of deal. Possibly. With Jurgens, because he's been part of that, that major group. Uh, with John's pushing the stories forward, so yeah, it's probably whatever's going to happen in the story is probably mapped out. Yeah, it's probably that kind yeah. of case. But uh, yeah, so Mister Oz is uh, making a move then, an eve of destruction. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting. Uh, Batgirl number fourteen, uh, Summer of Lies, part one. Batgirl and Nightwing's feelings for each other uh, have always oh, run deep. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but is their bond built in more than Bat family loyalty? and a long-ago childhood crush. When an old villain comes back into Bab's life, she and Dick will have to reopen painful wounds and remember the time they'd hoped to have remained forgotten. Uh, this is an event no Batgirl or Nightwing fan will want to miss. Check and check, because I like both. Yeah, so. uh, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm down for a, a Batgirl and Nightwing uh, sort of team-up event, or not event, but story arc. Uh, yeah. No surprise to anyone. Uh, so that's that Batwoman number 6 Open Fire part 1 uh, return to the brief flash of the future scene in Batwoman Rebirth issue 1 and meet Commander Kane, a battle hardened version of Batwoman hurting from battles unknown she's taken control of the deadly colony and declared war in Gotham City what could possibly cause Kate Kane to bring the battlefront to her home find out here 
So here's the payoff from that rebirth issue. Yep, yep. At least at least that one main final page, yeah. Yeah, but, so I'm I'm kinda glad that it's kind of a almost a what if it sounds like. Like this is if things go the wrong way. Uh, is that a what if though? I, I I thought it was just maybe set slightly in the future. And then we find out well, why yeah. she's doing this. Yeah, I just I just can't see her declaring war in Gotham City at this point. You know what I mean? Like No, I cannot, to be fair. I'm I'm just yeah. I mean maybe it will turn out to be like a hallucination or maybe yeah. she's got black mercy on her or something. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean Yeah, that's what I mean. Comments. That's what I mean by by a what if. Kinda of like uh a, a hint hinting. I like when, when stories do that. You know, it's not exactly continuity, but it still builds the story going forward. Yeah, whatever is going on, I imagine it will do some character stuff for mm-hmm. her. Little, you know, she'll realize something she needs to realize for our next yep. our next thing. So, uh, no, uh, Detective Comics nine six three. Uh, it's called Longer Chains, part one, of course. Again, uh, having exiled herself from Batman's world, spoiler has nearly destroyed herself trying to expose the corruption of Gotham City's vigilantes. Fortunately for her, help has arrived, but unfortunately for the city, it's in the form of the mysterious anarchy. He is truly on the side of the people, or is he a dangerous lunatic? This is interesting, because I feel like this could be the next issue, but yeah. <laughs> uh, based on what we're going to talk about in this week's issue later, but uh, fair enough, we'll leave that. We'll just leave that for the, the conversation later, so as not to spoil anything for uh, uh, people. Because some people I know use the timestamps to skip certain books if they're not yep. up in them, so... Uh, we'll, we'll leave that as it is. Um, Flash number 28. This arc's called Negative. It's a bleak new day for the citizens of Central City as they meet Negative Flash. This is so Silver Age. <laughs> uh, I don't Williamson for it. Obviously there's more, but um, I, I, I put a pause there. I wanted to get, get, just get your reaction yeah. for Negative Flash. Yeah. <laughs> Not Reverse Flash, Negative Flash. He's... Huh? He's got a terrible attitude and a volatile powers that leave a wake of destruction wherever he goes. Exactly the kind of person you'd want the Flash, or you'd want the Flash to put behind bars. There's just one problem: he is the Flash. Can Barry Allen get his new powers under control before they kill him? So what that sounds like to me, it sounds like the Flash Red Kryptonite. Yeah, that's what or it sounds like. He just needs a Snickers because you're not yourself when you're hungry. Yeah, that's also true. That's also true. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a Red Kryptonite story, but for the Flash. Yeah. I wonder if it has anything to do with the, the speed force and what we just saw and the button and all that type of stuff. Yeah, maybe. I, I hope this is green because green is the opposite of red. So red, yeah. <laughs> so I want, I want the negative. As if someone's put the negative filter on the like, mm-hmm. on the Photoshop or whatever. Um, Hal Jordan, the Green Latin Core number 26. Uh, this new art is called Follow the Gods. Ancient hunters awaken across the cosmos to end Highfather and the new gods. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps draw the line between gods, but that won't stop the body count as the most powerful deities in the universe go to war. So, that's interesting because the thing was in Green Lanterns, we just got that flashback to the third world and like the first, one yeah. of the first Green Lanterns. Yeah, one of the first ones, yeah. But I also don't really like when they cross the new gods with the Green Lanterns. And that seems to be what this is doing. So I'm a little bit worried. Hearing it involves High Father. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not reading it, so I, I don't have much yeah, of a horse in the race. But and I, and I blame Connor because I wouldn't be reading it. But then, you know. <laughs> yeah. Then he then he teased you with some guy Gardner nonsense, and you. Yeah. Well. He caught him. out nigh. It's pretty dope. Uh, Nightwing number twenty six is the start of a new art called Spiral. 
Uh, Huntress mm. comes back into Nightwing's life at his lowest moment, but is she here to help him find the man who killed one of Dick's closest allies, or is she here to carry out a mission of her own? Spyro, you can't leave it. There was a, a lot in there to unpack there. The, the, one of Dick's closest allies get, gets yeah. gets offed? What? God yeah. damn it. Just put well, that in the solicitation. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet it's somebody from from Spiral. That was one of his closest allies oh, maybe, in that yeah. book. I can see it. Because cause of the title. And we know Huntress left. So, you know, she's yeah. running around with the birds. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, it may be about that. Like, the, the villain may be Spiral related to the go after. So, yeah. Uh, and that'll be. That should be fun. Actually, again, Nightwing. We're getting a Nightwing Batgirl team up in Batgirl, and then we're getting a Nightwing uh, Huntress team up in Nightwing. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for these pairings. These are... He's he's proving to be the cog of the DC wheel, like we said last week. All right, next up, Supergirl, uh, number 12, starts Emerald Eradication. Uh, Emerald Empress' attack on Supergirl begins as her new Fatal Five assembles. Empress' plan to destroy Supergirl's present to prevent her future goes into full... Or sorry, preserve her future, not prevent. Preserve her future uh, goes into full swing as Supergirl tries to hold her own. But soon, even her abilities are out of her control. This makes sense. This is kind of a, a, a sort of knock-on effect of everything we've been building up to since since the, uh, the Suicide Squad event. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and and I like carrying the Fatal Five. That's a Legion I'm, I'm villain sure group. Do. Yes, the, uh. they exist. I will agree to them existing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that means so if there's a Fatal Five, then there has to be a Legion somewhere. Yeah, right? yeah. Or or they were erased from history, so they have to come back. That's... But at some point, there was a. F- oh, yeah. don't if you don't want to be spoiled, don't look at the cover to the annual. Oh, right, yes, yes, yes. Well, oh, yes, well, t- t- yeah. well, yeah, that's that's worth mentioning. There's a Supergirl annual in August, because uh, that's mm-hmm. a fifth week uh, one. Yep. And what's interesting about the Supergirl annual is that it's actually just part two of the story. It's not a separate... Yep. There may be extra stuff, like backup stories, but the main story is still part two of this. Uh, yeah. Whereas the Green Arrow annual they announced for August is like a, a standalone, I believe. Right. Yep. Uh, I think the third one was a Red Hood and the Outlaws annual. I'm looking, 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 looking. Not that I'm going to be reading yeah. it, but you know, but Connor is. Yeah, I know someone who <laughs> might be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, that's kind of funny. All right, so that's uh, Supergirl. Uh, Superman number twenty-eight is the start of a new arc as well. It's called Fear Itself. Uh, yeah, Tomasi and Gleason are joined by co-writer Keith Champagne in uh, mm. a story that returns to their Green Lantern roots and asks the question: What scares Superman? Uh, the second solicitation for this, which I don't have in front of me, did clarify this a bit more, as did the cover for the next issue, which had Superman in a, a Sinestro Corps uniform. So this is going to be about yeah. the Yellow Rings. God, I kind of like that, but I kind of don't. Well, Cause... just because he's in, in the suit and the cover, I don't think that necessarily means... like. Oh, no, 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 I know, but I, yeah. you know, we all know I rail against bad Superman, right? Like, I, I oh, hate yeah. that trope. But... He looks kind of dope in the costume. Like, hmm. Yeah. And his eyes are glowing red. We all know how I feel about that, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, no, no, that's that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, so that's Superman. And the final one we've got here in New York, uh, Trinity Number no. Twelve, again by Rob Williams, who seems to be the fill-in man for for stories. Yes. Although this is a much more interesting plot than the last couple of fill-in issues. Uh, Dark Destiny Part One: Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman must turn to the mystic Trinity of Deadman, Zatanna, and John Constantine when Red Hood, Artemis, and Bizarro are sacrificed into the depths of Pandora's pits. Uh, by Cersei and Ra's al Ghul. So, this has three trinities in it. <laughs> yep. And the one we care least about seems to be the one who's in trouble. And the other two trinities have to team up to... Uh... Uh-huh. So, th- this could either be very f- entertaining or not, I guess. But I, there's potential there. Yeah. I, I just laugh that Cersei and Ra's al Ghul turn on their trinity so fast. <laughs> like they were just introduced a couple issues ago. And we're already getting to, to him flipping. Yeah, That's course. pretty hilarious. Of course. Uh, but yeah, we got... Uh, I like Dead Man Zatanna, so... Well, it could be yeah. fun. I'm, I'm not actually convinced it'll be, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's more promise there than there was in the last uh, couple of films. Yep. So, and there you go. That's uh, all the new arcs from the solicits, so uh, that'll take us on to some books. So we're going to start, of course, with the, the big crossover book, Deathstroke number 19, Christopher Priest, Dan Abnett and Ben Percy writing, uh, Carlo Pugalain on art. And this this continued kind of where we left off. Slade, Slade's got speed, Wally runs after him, uh, Wally eventually is convinced to turn around. We get a little bit of flashbacks, we, we see what the deal was with Dick, uh, which yeah. was back in his Robin days. Uh, Wally goes to Jericho for help to uh, deal deal with what's going on. Uh, meanwhile, Slade. A couple of other flashbacks to sort of um, prominent moments in his, his relationship with Grant and stuff, mm-hmm. which, uh, from what I've read of his series, are, are actually stuff we'd already seen in his series, but uh, yep. just extra bits on added on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, a little the, more context there. Yeah, and of course, the final cliffhanger being that he does actually go back in time and he meets Grant in costume. I am so disappointed in this. Really? Like, hmm. Yeah, we got the. You know, we have the tease early on that it was for the Lazarus contract. I really thought there was going to be some resurrection of some kind, you know, or... or. Well, I mean, I think like, if he managed to save Grant, I feel like that, that is kind of a resurrection. It's just maybe not the resurrection in the way you were yeah. expecting it, but... No, but like the term Lazarus contract, it, it it's revealed here. That is a contract that he, he'll put on the side but can revive at any time. Yeah, that's what the, the, the word Lazarus in this like, context well, means, yeah. Ugh. That's like finding out the MacGuffin's like a, you know... Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't super pissed about that because, I mean, as much as we speculated about, what you know, who who, yeah. who, who gave him the Lazarus contract, as, as much as that was the case, I, I wasn't super... About, I did have some problems with this issue, though. I, I think uh-huh. this is the most choppy of the issues. Because yeah. it really felt like it started off pretty consistent with the last couple, which meant it was fun, and then the middle of it seemed to go, oh no, wait, this is a Deathstroke issue, let's be a Deathstroke issue, and then it, and then just at the end it flipped back. But it was like a big chunk in the middle where it turned into Deathstroke mode, and I don't mean that in just in the sense that it focused on him, I mean, you know, it brought the, uh, the, the scene it, title cards and things like that, it mm-hmm. tried to make it feel more like a Deathstroke issue, and the pacing of the issue felt really weird because of it, it felt kind of disjointed. Yeah, well, and it's going to stand out differently than Teen Titans and Titans also. Like, when they do collect this, it's going to feel real, real different, I yeah. think. And, but yeah, we did get a great moment in uh, Deathstroke saying he's the fastest killer alive. Yeah, I like that one. I think that's what he said. 
you know, as a play up to the Flash. And you know, Priest is really good at writing Deathstroke. I just think the story kind of feels half cooked because, again, you'd mentioned the stuff with Grant, but that's real early. Um, the the recent stuff in Deathstroke's been more about Rose and Joey, and not so much about Grant. Oh yeah, sure. So, I mean, R- Rose is brought up, of course. That that's part of the deal that he made with Dick is that he wants Dick to impart trainer, his, which I liked. Yeah, impart Be- because his value we got that her. because we got that early and in the Batman issue with Damien and stuff. As Damien mentioned that she fights like Grayson, kind of. Um, so that was a nice payoff for here that that legit she was. Yeah, no, I I, I, I liked that well enough. I liked Wally going to Jericho. I, I like mm-hmm. that. I, I like like because Wall- Wally runs off when he realizes that with Slade with speed he can't take him on a fight, so he has to go and sort of seek other other avenues. Um, yeah. So, but no, it obviously ends in this big cliffhanger where he sees Grant, and that's kind of where we end. Obviously, we're going to have the bigger final issue, which is the the annual, the Teen Titans annual, yep. which is coming next week. Uh, and I'm still looking forward to that because I feel like it could be a pretty entertaining final. Uh, I do think this issue is going to stand out as kind of the the weird weak link because it did feel mm-hmm. so disjointed. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's that a bit of a shame. Uh, art was a little bit strange in a couple of places. I thought as well. I I thought there was a couple of moments with Deathstroke when he was running at super speed, where his helmet almost looked like it was shaped like the Martian Manhunter head. Yeah. It had this pointy back to it. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I and mean, there's no other focus point like that on any of the his other body parts. So that's weird. Usually, when when you want to do speed like that, you see it across. But not just the head, almost like he was getting sucked into a portal of some kind, you know. Yeah, it, it, it was later on. It was it was after, it was after the whole middle chunk where we got the sort of the, what I call the Deathstroke part of the issue. Um, he was running along and he just had this really pointy back of his head, and it was really like distracting me. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. it looked strange. Um, also worth noting that uh, New Wally's powers are temporarily gone for the time yeah. being, uh, which. Yeah, fine. Makes I guess makes what? some sense if you stole them. Yeah, he he gave them up to Deathstroke. You know, like yeah, not necessarily intentionally, admittedly. But, no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I do like the idea. There's, there's that one page. Though, admittedly, it's when I think his helmet looks almost the worst of the entire issue. But I do like the idea that he sped about the planet and like assassinated like four people, like Doing, in the space of a few minutes. Yeah. Dude, you know, taking care of loose ends. I think he said. Yeah. So, so it's just this like series of panels of all these dead people in different countries, yeah. and it's like, oh, this is why you don't give you know assassins and serial killers super speed because yeah. they can just wreck things up. Yeah. Um, and also that he had used the the gravity sheath on the icon suit. That's how he was able to time travel, which I thought that was interesting because he brings up you know the the theory that gravity can bend time and whatnot if you're moving fast enough. Yeah. So it's basically something only he can do. But but yeah. I still want to know what happened at this wedding. Like I need to, and you know why Rose is all laid up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that's going to come up in the, the, the new Deathstroke just, issues. Yeah, it's just such an odd jump, you know. Yeah. So. I. I mean, I'm enjoying the crossover well enough, but it is definitely a sort of. You know, it's a lesser one, you know, as opposed to, like, the button or, um, I don't know. Like, well, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be that big. I just expected it to be more concise because, you know, you have Deathstroke and all the Titans have this relationship and it just, I don't know, it feels empty here. And I hope this fixes that a little. 
Oh, well, but like, so here's if the other con- here, here's the other thing. I think Deathstroke's actually the weakest part. I feel like the Titans mm-hmm. interacting with the Teen Titans has mostly been. I mean, it's, it's, it's not been deep or anything like you know groundbreaking, but it's been right. fun. The, the interactions have felt kind of natural. They feel like oh, this this is how you know Damien would speak to Wally. This is how you know this and that. Um, but like Deathstroke himself, like the motivations are as you say, they don't. Yeah. They feel like they come out kind of nowhere compared to his mm-hmm. main series. There's oh. definitely, and you, you had so much to build on too with the relationship with Rose and Joey and. Even the Chicago issue about, you know, you're just creating more if, if you, you know, more pain and and whatnot. So hmm. I, just, I, I guess I just wanted to be have more of an emotional hit than just... Yeah, this. well, I mean, that, that last point, I can kind of see it in there to an extent, though, because he wants to change everything that's happened since then. He, he wants to, like, like this whole career path that he's taken since that day, he, he wants to alter it. But that's the thing with the Lazarus contract. If he put it on hold with the Titans, then does that mean none of the other interactions with him since then have have happened? Right? Because uh, that's what the Lazarus contract stated that that contract was was null until later. Uh, yeah, I guess it does mean that in this in this post New Fifty Two universe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just it's it's odd, I guess. Then, and I guess I mean, is the Judas contract not happened then too? Well, no, I think that well, I think it happened. Well, because of the Lazarus contract, right? Yeah, but was it was this deal with Dick not after the Judas contract? I don't think so. I mean, we're reading it for next yeah. week, so we can maybe have a better opinion yeah. uh, come then. But yeah, because uh, I mean, he's still Robin. When he makes the deal. Oh yeah, but I, I took that as just uh, this, this, you know, this, this saying that he he wasn't Nightwing for Judas contract in in this right. timeline now, as opposed to before where where because obviously right. that's where he got his original Nightwing, his original terrible Nightwing suit, may I add? Yeah. Uh, oh was, yeah, it's based off the Flying Graysons and, and yeah. Dead Man. It's fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's still terrible, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying I don't understand it. Right. It's just terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it says it's a year after Grant's death, so maybe Judas' contract happened. I just yeah, because I got the impression this was after. It's just when he finds out about Rose. That's this is when he yeah. like he makes this choice when he finds out about Rose because that, that's the yeah. that's the that's the inciting incident for it. Um, but no, uh, so yeah, bit, bit of a bit of a clunkier issue. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate it by any means. It was still easy enough to read. Uh, certainly, the Titans and Teen Titans stuff was the was the, the mm-hmm. more highlight, especially Wally and Jericho was fun. Um, I liked the Damien like talk to, uh, talking down to New Wally about oh we found out one of your superpowers is a uh, super gullibility mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> things like that. Like you know, so, so yeah. that stuff's still kind of on point. Um, it almost just kind of feels like maybe they maybe like squished this into too few issues. I feel like it maybe if see if it adds six issues instead of four and they let some yeah. of the some of the motivations from Slade especially. Get a bit more time to explore. I think that would probably flesh this out a bit more. Yeah, because Deathstroke's the only one that double ships, right? So you could have started it with a Deathstroke. Yeah, you could have. And, and then, then the other ones, and then ended. So it would have been a five-part story instead of a four. That said, it's I not, I mean, it's not it double shipping anymore, but it, it was up until now. No. Yeah. But yeah. So. So yeah, uh, just for me, a bit disappointing from where what you know what I had envisioned for something like the Lazarus contract, but. You know, next week we get the annual, and I think it's bigger size, right? Like most annuals. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, 
50, yeah. 40, 50 pages, whatever, whatever an annual yeah. typically goes for these days. Cool. Uh, so, no, I've, I mean, I think it was fine, but it was just kind of, it, it just, it had some clunkiness, art was a little bit spotty here or there, and yeah, so it's a shame, but it's, it's just kind of worse. I mean, because even like Night of the Monster Men, the Batman crossover, I, I thought was more consistent uh, than yeah. this. The, the art changed issue issue, but the the uh, but the storyline was yeah was tight through grass. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that's Deathstroke. That'll take us on to Detective Comics nine five seven, James Tenney in the fourth, and Christopher Sibilla, uh writing, and Carmen Carnero on art. Uh, so this was a Stephanie Brown issue. This and I was obviously we kind of we knew she was going to be in it based on uh, the, you know last week's little tease at the end. But yep. um, you know it, it was her issue. It was from her perspective. Uh, she was the main character, and we opened with basically her sabotaging the bat signal and Billick being pissed because she keeps doing it and he keeps getting upset that his donuts are getting messed up. He uh, gets so distracted by the donuts though. Like, come on, man! You you're a like cop in Gotham. Like, <laughs> to be fair I, though, that's why I love Bullock. Though I mean, the dude has problems. I was, I was, so like, I, I was looking at that first page where he's eating the donut, and I'm like, man, I really want a donut now. Yeah, until the until the bug drops on it. Oh yeah, sure, but, like, sure. <laughs> but uh, Joe, I thought, yeah, was, I mean, Joe, I thought was really ahead. smart about this issue, right? Mm-hmm. See, see the opening with this thing with Bullock. She, she was, she's narrating throughout the whole issue, uh, mm-hmm. in her caption boxes, and I. I at the start of the issue, I was kind of questioning what this was because she said, like, oh, uh, you know, the, the time of the heroes doesn't work, it gets more people hurt. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, but you're essentially still doing it. Like, what are you doing different? And what I liked about this issue is the rest of the issue then went on to answer that question. Yeah. Like, it almost assumed you're going to be asked that. As, as the reader, you're going to ask, how is this any different, what you're doing? And then it t- takes its time to say, no, 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 this is what's different. This is what she's trying to do. She's yeah. trying to get there, fix the problems like Batman would, but make sure that she goes on the scene and lets the cops take the credit. Because the, the whole theory from her is that uh, Batman almost has become this thing where the, the, the villains want to face and rise up for fame. Like right. it, it gives them this reason to be absurd and over the top. And by mm-hmm. making it just this normal crime that the cops take care of, it takes the, it takes the special out of it, it takes that and, out of and it. I still it, it shows her idealism but it also shows that well but the cops didn't handle it and by you if you're not there and there's not people like you there mm. you're, you're kind of doing more harm than good you're no better really than Batman still yeah you I know? mean it, it's kind of so I like that I like flawed. that dynamic yeah it's like you understand her but it's a flawed way of thinking mm-hmm Exactly, uh, but you get it. You understand her, yeah. So that this generic big villain called Wrath, and I, I like that he's generic. I think it's important for this story that he's generic. See, he, I feel like he'd showed up at some point in the New Fifty Two, which I like that Tinian did. You're mm. gonna pull this generic one from the New Fifty Two and make him Joey easily, look, easily dealt with. Joey, it looks like it looks like the the, the lead bad guy from that that first JSA, not JSA, JLA uh, yeah. arc. What was his name? I've forgotten. That's how forgettable those villains were in that first. That um, only ended like a month ago. <laughs> Lord Havoc. 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 The Doctor yeah. Doom ripoff. Aye, it, it reminded me of him with his design. But yeah, he's, he goes to a TV news station. He takes it over and he wants to broadcast Batman. Come and face me. Blah blah. Mahahaha. I'm an evil villain now. I'm going to take over Gotham. Well, he's, he's yeah. He's going to kill Batman to show how. How much better he is. Which, of course, he's not going to. They always, as <laughs> Stephanie even says, yeah. they always do this. They always call him yeah. out. I'm going to be the one who does it because I'm the best. Yeah. 
and then of course it doesn't happen. And Stephanie, of course, spoils his plans. Uh-huh. See yeah. what I did there? <laughs> um, uh, well, she yeah. even explains that too. Why she's the spoiler, and she's not a, mm. you know, she's not giving away the ending. She's just preventing things from happening, and I like that. Yeah, uh, and it's really simple. She she sneaks around. She beats up some guys. She hacks into this guy's like mech suit so that he, he gets like sort of. He basically she basically beats him without ever touching him, which he gets yeah. pissed at. And he's like, "Oh, you cheated. There's, there's like honor to this. There's rules." And uh, and and she tricks him into thinking that Batman's there, which that's does, what yeah. really drops his guard. I like that. Yeah, um, I did like. I like. I quite enjoyed the art actually. I thought it was uh, kind of old school, but I did like how it played with the lights and the shadows. Uh, probably my favourite page was uh, she attacks uh, someone in the dark and it's like all black background and you just see like the sh- it's like she's mostly shadow but at one point she's holding the, the helmet of this this you know fallen soldier that's got a light on it in the eye and it's like glowing on her and it just it's nice yeah. it's nice it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's amazing art but like I think it works for the issue and uh, I enjoyed it um, and at, at the end like Bullock tries to arrest her and she's like nah sorry that's not happening but I'm letting you take credit uh, and she, you know, smoke bombs her way out of it. Yeah. Congrats, you're a hero. To to Bullock is all flummoxed. Like Yeah. But Bullock's just like, oh no, I'm taking you in. You keep pissing me <laughs> yeah. off with your yep. you know, sabotaging the bat signal. So no, that's uh that's pretty much it. Obviously the ending of course is that and this is why we said in the solicit for the later issue we thought, wait a minute, is you sure that's not until August? Because it feels like it could be the next one because uh, Anarchy yeah. shows up at the end and he's like, Oh, I'm really impressed with what you just did. Yeah, so I feel like this was the prelude to the last arc with uh, Cassandra, how we got to see her follow the ballet. Mm, yeah, I can see what you mean. The, the ballerina, so do you, and then... No, admittedly, I could look at the solicits and find out, but do you think we're just going to go into a new arc after this, and then we'll, come back, so. and we'll come back to this for that new arc in August? Yep. Yeah. I think that makes yeah, sense. The next, it says next intelligence, and I don't think that has anything to do with anarchy nor... Spoiler? I mean, it could do with spoiler because we saw what you did mm. here, but. Do you, do you know what I actually like about that? I like that they decided to put this sort of prologue issue here because it's just like, oh, you've not had Stephanie in over an arc. You're probably missing her. Here's an issue with her to remind you. No, no, she's still around. We're going to come back to her, but uh, we're going to do another arc first. But you get your one issue to just feel like, oh, Stephanie's still around. It's okay. Because mm-hmm. so. weren't, weren't we teased at the end of the last one with Magic and, and Ulysses and his type of stuff? So I'm wondering if we if we head, yeah, to like Azrael or Batwing kind of gets an arc next. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're going down the magic route next arc. Yeah, yeah. and okay. that that could tie into the Azrael thing that they've teased a few times. Uh, yeah. Or maybe they'll save that until after the spoiler thing. Who knows? But mm-hmm. I like that they've got so much map. Like not, you know, they've got so they've teased so much that we can almost say, oh, we've got enough for at least three arcs that they've teased. Never mind what they've they're keeping to themselves so yeah. far. And- and I like that it's Detective Comics. It's not just focused on Batman. You know? Oh, yeah. We're getting all of the, the characters. Even Bullock here got, you know, got yeah. some shine. This is a Billick. Instead of Gordon. This is a Stephanie and Billick issue. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's cool. So. Yeah. All right, that'll take us on to Action Comics 980, Dan Jurgens writing, Patrick Zutcher on art. Uh, let's just continue where the last one left off with uh, the Superman Revenge Squad, uh, mainly Eradicator and Cyborg Superman, going to free uh, Zod, which we never actually quite get to. It's kind of mostly on the trip there because uh, the the Black Vault, which uh, Waller has, yep. which is this fancy like tech that uh, 
basically makes you think of your deepest fears and your anxieties and makes you, you know, confused and disorientated. Um, as we, and Eradicator's immune, immune to it because he's completely, like, synthetic. So he's he's yeah. good. He's solid. Uh, Superman uh, goes and makes sure Lois and John are okay and he's like, okay, I need to go and deal with this. He goes to the Watchtower, talks to Batman, he sees where they are. He's like, okay, they're Belle Reeve. I'm going to go to Belle Reeve. Uh, and that's pretty much it. There was some good stuff with Batman there, but you know, Batman wants to jump in and help, and Superman's like, "No, the no, not with these guys." Yeah, Bruce, I it's a little uh, you're punching uh, out of your weight class here. He does it respectfully though, too. You know, like oh yeah. Uh, also, you know, with the Black Vault, I feel like they're trying to get us to go read Suicide Squad, which I'm just not gonna do. <laughs> you know, that's right, real hard. Um, I mean, I was mixed. I mean, I don't. I mean, I thought this issue was fine. Like, it was, it was enjoyable for the most part. But I did think some of the Black Vault stuff felt a little bit like, oh, here's uh, the Hank Henshaw history. Now. Well, and I was gonna say that I, I like that that it, for for those that maybe didn't read any of that or don't know that right now, it sums it up in a nice page, how, you know, what had happened before, because that really hasn't happened to, this Hank Henshaw, you know, because Superman had saved that ship. That was the whole point of Jurgen's well, what it, you know, miniseries. Yeah, what it doesn't really tell me though is how does he become human? Because like, obviously we've just seen him become Cyborg Superman again. Yeah. Well, that just happened. So right. this tells us the, the, the general backstory of like how he first became Cyborg Superman, but it doesn't tell mm-hmm. us how he became human so he could become Cyborg Superman again. But no, but that's the whole thing. He was never Cyborg So that wish stone, right? Because we're still in the merged realities now. Okay. So at that point... The Henshaw thing hadn't happened up till he formed himself last issue. When he put the Oblivion Stones together, I think that caused the ripples. And that's what created him All right, so are you from s- who he was before. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, but we saw Superman's history that this, like, you know, he, he was there uh, after Doomsday. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot he was there. So that says so, he's so focused on the other thing that wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing was missing. Matt, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, like so. So he had to be. And now you're saying now. Now yeah. I'm upset. So he was Cyborg Superman for you know post Doomsday yeah. as he as he was like originally, and then he had to become human again so that he could, he could get the stones and become Cyborg Superman again. So I don't know how that happened. God damn it, D fifty two, you ruined things <laughs> for me so much. <laughs> Because I was fine just thinking like, oh yeah, this is just picking up from threads from Jurgens and, but you're right, because of the murky, very murky. <sighs> uh, obviously, Superman goes in and he sees them briefly uh, mid sort of his own like sort of little epidemic where he sees zombie mm-hmm. Jonathan and Martha coming after him. Yeah. Uh, which actually, I mean, the cliffhanger of the issue is that he's still trapped in there and he sees not only zombie Jonathan and Martha but zombie yeah. John and Lois uh, coming That's... for him. Well, yeah, and and there's a. Uh... His dad. There's Jor-El. There's Perry. Um, oh yeah, I see Jor-El. I see Jimmy. Jimmy's there. Yep. Is that Cat? I guess with the blonde hair. Goldie. Oh, Cat. <laughs> He's a cat with the gold hair. I went to the. I went to the actual cat. That oh John no! Wait, hon. She's got like a, a Kryptonian, so yeah. that's probably he's a mother. That's his mom. Yeah. Yeah. I see Perry. I see Superwoman at the bottom. There we go. Mm-hmm. And then it's his parents. Yeah. He's but yeah. Parents. Yeah. And I like that, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe this will play into the Superman arc, 
of the fear coming up in August that we talked about? Uh, yeah, mate, actually. Um, yeah, maybe it'll be lasting effects from this black vault that's, that's caused yeah. it. Um, I don't know, no, I mean, I enjoyed the issue well enough, but I didn't think it was, a, like, I thought it was weaker than the last one, mainly because I thought the whole, um, like, oh, we need to, like, have two pages of uh, Cyborg Superman's history, that felt a little bit forced to me. I felt like, I felt like we'd done that yeah. with Superman and the Fortress, you know, a few issues ago, and th- this one felt like a little bit more shoehorned in to, I was like, eh, but, yeah. um, I mean, I like where the plot's going, though, I, I like that, I still like that the Revenge Squad are going after Zod, I like, you know, Superman going after well, that. Yeah, and they're going after Zod because he can access the fortress, which they none of them can do. But because he's Kryptonian and is familiar with the tech, he, he can yeah. get in there. And Although, even if they get Zod out, I can't see him being amenable. Amenable, am I saying that right? Anyways, to to these people, especially to someone like Mongol. Yeah, uh, you know. But I, I guess the whole idea is that they'll hit Superman enough that they'll. They'll put aside yeah. the differences until they've dealt with that. Uh, Eradicator wants to have a new Krypton, <laughs> so mm-hmm. since so given, I mean, I feel like if that was going to happen, they'd have probably announced a big event already called New yeah. Krypton, like they did last time there was a new Krypton. So uh, I don't see it coming to fruition, but that's that. No, uh, I did like. I like that when Superman goes to see Lois and John, though he uh, like. Lois is like, wait, you know, what? You've got all these guys to fight. Like, isn't that like yeah. dangerous? And he's like, oh, no, it's no problem. And I, I like in the narration, he's like, no, no, she knows it's a big deal. I can't lie to her. But she, she knows I'm lying, but she's lying as well, so that John doesn't get worried. Yeah. I like, I like that little touch. Well, it's being a parent, you know. They're they're white lies, so you don't freak out the kid. I, I think what I liked about it though is, is it's kind of this weird like spin on a. Like you know, the actual initial like she doesn't lose Superman and Clark has to lie right. and about it. It's kind of like a weird spin on that into a real world thing where you let your kid to so they don't worry. I, I like that's that little yeah. spin on it. I think that's fun. Uh, so I appreciate that. I appreciate the scene with Batman and uh, stuff. It, 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 I think just as a, I, th- I think in a trade, this issue will be completely fine. I, I think yeah. just as a single issue though, like on its own. It just it didn't have like a big end, middle, and end that felt fulfilling. I guess. Yeah. Well, when I got to the end of it, I was like, "Oh, it's done." Yeah, that's what, that's what I, I felt. I was, like, yeah, because I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to the page count as I was going, and I get to the last page, I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm done." Yeah, I, I, no, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So. Like I say, in part of a trade, it's probably fine. It's just when I got to that last page, I'm like, "Oh, right, yeah. it's it's finished. We're we're, we're ended there. Well, okay." And and I know you know covers aren't indicative of what's inside, but I did expect to see Zod. At one point, you know, just him in an appearance, maybe in the Phantom Zone or whatever, or even, even you know, Henshaw's fear that Zod won't, you know, help him out. Whatever, I don't know. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, if anything, as I was reading it, I was expecting the villains to get through it quite easily because they, they mentioned Eradicator's immune, and I thought they would get to Zod, but Superman would be trapped in the thing on his own. Because uh, obviously he's not expecting it, he just flies right into it without thinking about it. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe some hindsight, you know, in hindsight, maybe some uh, some well, thought about that would have been good. Yeah, he's the one that rushes in though. Batman's the one yeah. that, that looks at it from all angles. So, which is probably why it, it wouldn't surprise me if Batman's the one who saves him next issue yeah. if he's like trapped well, in because there. Because he knows, yeah, he knows he's going to Bell Reef. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. Because he'll, he'll probably keep monitoring. He'll, he'll see Zod and the other cronies coming out. He'll be like, "Where the hell's Clark? What's going on?" And he'll he'll go on his bat plane and figure things out. No, another fine mesh you've gotten us into, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like I like Superman being the invulnerable guy that doesn't think; he just reacts. And you know, Bruce is the guy that's right there cleaning up after him. Like 
God, I need another Superman Batman book to explore that. DC, hit me up. <laughs> to be fair, we got two Superman books, two Batman books, and we got a Trinity book. So I think we're getting getting our fair yeah, share. But, yeah, but we had Superman, Wonder Woman. We we can have Batman, Wonder Woman, and then Superman, Batman. It'll it'll all work out. It's fine. Right. So you want <laughs> you want three like double team books as well on top of Trinity. You want yeah. you want three pairs. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. That's fine. All right, I'll just, I'll just make it clear. If it's good, I will read it. This is my biggest problem with DC right now, is that there's so much good that I'm reading just about everything, Well, that's as good, you guys know. I, well, I mean, like, like it'll be a sad day if we like, all only like a few books and it's like the podcast is like 30 minutes long every week because it's like, well, yeah. the rest of it yeah. sucks. Which is what, what gets me in trouble with my wife is when, you know, like last week, it was a huge DC week compared to this week. Oh, yeah. And I'm spending all the money on it, <laughs> you know. This week I'm not spending nearly as much, so no, it's. No, that's true. I will gladly spend the money on DC, though. All right, uh, I guess that wraps up action. Let's talk about Wonder Woman number twenty-three. Uh, Greg Rucka writing and Liam Sharp on art. Of course, we only have two regular issues left. Pains me. In fact, this was the this, last issue of this arc, because uh, then the yeah. next one will be the last issue of the God Watch arc, and then the final issue is like a an epilogue almost to the whole thing. Yep. So. But we also we also next week have the annual. We do. We which do. Is Rucka, so. Yeah. Well, like at least the the, uh, the the main two stories are written by Rucker. There's a, you know there's a few stories in it. Yeah. Yeah. The main one though, I think it's it's how. Wonder Woman met Superman and Batman. Yeah, but it's but it's, a, it's the original and it's drawn by Nicholas Scott, and then the present day of them meeting them is drawn by drawn by uh, Sharp. Sharp. So that should be a really fun little idea. I like that. This um, this deluxe hardcover is going to be amazing when it comes out. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll be two volumes uh, for the Ruckus yeah. stuff. So yeah, it'll be pretty cool. Uh, so basically, we're left with Ares in the tree uh, from last issue. And here, and we basically find out that he was chained up. But once, he, basically, once he got chained up, he was actually glad he was because because the the need for war made him go mad. Um, yep. So he's actually it's like it's like a, a welcome imprisonment. Uh, and the reason why Themyscira is like you know the path back is blocked to anyone who leaves is so that no one can get to him. That's that's yep. why it's it's that hard to get back. And um, it's it's the Amazon Amazonians' job. Amazons? What's the plural? Is it Amazonian or Amazons? Uh, the Amazons. Yeah, Amazons. Okay. Amazons. Yeah, because obviously they have the Amazons. I should know that. Anyways, it's their job to keep it protected. And that's why they're there. That's why they're these they're these warrior women that keep pure war kind of in check. Yeah. I, I actually... I, my, I would have one complaint about this issue is that it, it did feel very exposition heavy in the first half. Like it was a big dump. Yeah. Like it was just pages yeah. and pages of explaining sort of everything that's been going on uh, uh, since this run started. So it was a little bit poorly structured in that sense. However, I did actually like all the answers. All of the answers yep. I actually thought worked really well, and I was into it. They were very satisfying, uh, and, and it's even. Go ahead. I was going to say, and they got very emotional at the end, and I liked the emotion. Yeah. So, yeah, just with like with Diana not being able to go back, I like how it's tied to well, we can't trust anybody. It's not, you know, it's not just men that can free, you know, Ares. It's even our own people that leave and come back because they might have been tempted by the outside world. I like... Yeah. And we find out, of course, the, the snake bite was him. It was Ares giving him. her a path to him should yeah. she ever need to. 
yeah. which is interesting. And we find out that the reason why he was captured in the first place, I mean, he was chained, but it wasn't the chains, it was love, because love is the opposite of war, of course. So yeah. Wonder Woman basically, as uh, uh, Phoebos and Demos, am I saying those names right? I always forget their uh, names. Yeah, yeah, Phobos and Demos. Phobos and Demos. Uh, they're, they're fighting the Amazons on Themyscira and they're trying to hold ground it's not, it's not going super well mm-hmm. but she's like right let them in because Ares can let people in he, he can basically open the door to let them in if he wants yeah. to um, well that's, that's how Izzy got there yeah and they they come in and Wonder Woman's just sitting there with the lasso uh, and they basically demand to know like you know where, where's her father say something and she just says I love you and she's holding the lasso though so she has, she has to be telling the truth uh, and this is all you know down to like Wonder Woman loving compassion and like those being a big part of her character and so yeah. it felt like a very like prominent moment for her uh, sort of really establishing this who's this is who she is right now she has developed yeah. to the point where she is this character she is the Wonder Woman that we all kind of think about uh, and that's yeah. really cool and uh, that's what traps them as well uh, and Ares agrees to, to keep them and she's like all right you can go back that way but Izzy's uh, sorry I was gonna say Izzy's daughter Izzy uh, Veronica's yeah. daughter. Uh, can't go back it'll separate her or she'll go blank faced oh. again if she leaves however she can go the other way to Themyscira and that was like a really cool idea so she has to like emotionally say goodbye to her mother uh, Wonder Woman's face as she realises what, where she's going like when she realises what the offer is uh, yeah. you know it's, it's quite good uh, and we of course end in that thing where you know even though we can see a path through I, mm-hmm. I, I don't get the impression that Wonder Woman and the, the Amazons can see through like themselves, because we end in that 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 great touching moment where they're on yeah. either side of the tree and like, they're talking to each other. And I don't even think they can hear each other. It's one of those just quiet moments where, you know, she touches a I tree like, and says, "My daughter." I like to think that Diana can because she. I want her to hear that mom's proud of her. That might just be my own, you know, Wishful psyche thinking. being in yeah. play. Yeah, but. Oh man, I and think it's that, so tragic that she really can't go back. Like it's, it's it's done. Like, but the funny thing is, like if, the funny thing is, though, is the, the story's kind of put her in this place where she's proved herself like worthy of her power. Like she's, you know, the whole yeah. realizing that love is what beats war is kind of like she's kind of realized enough that she should be allowed to go back. But I kind of like that she can't because it's this real yeah. bittersweet thing here at the end. Um, yeah, and it's like knowing. Well, you know the Amazons know she's out there doing doing the good work, as it were. Right. And she knows they're back there protecting Ares and protecting war. Because war is a necessity in terms of like th- those feelings well, are in the world. Yeah. And it's and it's not just you know uh, what we think of war with bombs and soldiers, but yeah, that's the extreme. It's even like that's the that's the yeah, you know high end of the scale. But it's like the your internal struggle. Yeah. You know, that's like her coming to terms with Phobos and Demos, which is terror and panic. Right. Yeah. When she finally embraces those and accepts them, that's when she wins. Yeah. That, that, and I, th- I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the whole right? idea that the war does need to exist. It needs to be like something we can feel because that's what he says. It's, it's not like they've erased Ares from existence. Right. It just needs to be kept in check. That, that's why right. he's, he's been held captive because when he Ooh, was around right. and whatever it was, you know, it was chaos. It was you know everyone yeah. was dying. Well. And don't forget that Athena is also a goddess of war, but she's like the strategic war, right? She's she's planning, and you know it's almost as Batman's patron when you think about it, right? Mm. You know, but she wasn't the problem. It was Ares who was this pure, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you're 
like oppositional type. Uh, and, contrarian? I guess, but you know, there's two sides. Like you don't you don't need the two sides for strategic, right? Hmm. You know, that's just figuring stuff out. But here, and and he's being kept in check by warriors who are disciplined enough to know when it's necessary and when it's not. Yeah, they, they they've raised above the need for him. They don't need to right. be influenced by his by him to mm-hmm. get that. Uh, we also find out that, that that scene from the uh, year one where she fights Ares at the was, end yeah. was not him. It was actually Phobos and Demos uh, masquerading Crazy. because obviously because we we knew at the time that he was trying to get the location of the mascara and we just thought it was him. But now it makes even yeah. more sense because they've been trying to get there the, the whole time. Right. Why would yeah. he need to? When we find he's in prison, why would he need to find to go yeah. there? Um, you know, well, that was, I think that was one of my points uh, last issue. As I said, yeah. man, he looks really different from when we last seen him. Yeah. Uh, and we see him in flashbacks. He did have that outfit. That was him. He, he did look yeah. like that. But, uh, he, but this he was, was like the big supervillain version, if you will. Yeah. Like, Whereas now he's like a yeah, swimsuit model. <laughs> yeah. The the more we talk about this, the more it just it all comes into focus, and it is one of these, you know, comics that are going to say something about the world. You know, down the down the way, and I think Rucka just nails it. Yeah. In this one, hate hate breeds you know? hate. Lo- love yeah. loves what? Forgive the word. Trumps it. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I think that's something to say. I think this is going to make an excellent uh, like lot one. You know, re reread. You know, when you're reading the yep. two, if you're reading the two deluxes, maybe they do an omnibus down the line. Whatever. I feel like when you read this as one big story. Uh, from issue this, rebirth. I mean, honestly, I think that's the weak the weak point of the whole run is that rebirth issue because it felt kind of yeah. Well, pointless. and to me, I I look back on it that it's just a tease. It's kind of when you look like yeah. it's a teaser trailer for it, and it sets the table, but doesn't do much other than that. And I think that's fine considering what we get for twenty. It's gonna be twenty four issues when it's all said and done. Uh, no, twenty twenty five plus an annual. Twenty five plus so twenty six ish. So I think that's good. And this one I might triple dip on. I might. I feel the need to go get the, the single trades. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I learned from from good friend Mario Miranda. Is when the story is so good, you get the the single issues right, and then when the the trades come out, you get those. But then when the hard covers come out, you get those as well. Then the omnibuses, so have, then the absolute edition. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when it comes to omnibuses, they're always so big and and bulky. They're kind of not fun to read, but they look great on a shelf. Oh, right, yeah. stuff that's just fun to read. Admittedly, you have to read them on a table, but they're designed to be read that yeah. way because the the spine rises up so you get a nice spread of the page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I like to do my reading wherever, not just at a table. Hmm. So, you know, it's nice just to have. So, there's there's a couple stories you know that I've triple dipped on, like Lazarus, weirdly, which is another Rucka story. You know. Yeah, I actually just uh, caught up in a bunch of issues of that because Image have got a sale on on Comicsology and they are dirt cheap. Like I'm serious. If, it, so, so some of the volume one trades on for Image right now on Comicsology are a dollar. The trades well, are a dollar. Then go do that because they're already Image does this really cool thing that all the first trades are ten dollars yeah. base. So if you can get it for a dollar and you're saving that, that just means you can buy ten, ten, ten of the amount. Which you could get for one, and if you didn't like it, you lost a dollar. You know, like yeah, the, the yeah, it's it's like a sixty-five percent off, I think, is the but, code they're handing it. But if if you did like Rucka's Wonder Woman as much as we have, you sh- I would recommend Lazarus because there's a lot of these big, you know, big ideas about the world 
sprinkled in there, and it's a really cool sci-fi story. Yeah, I like Lazarus a lot. Lazarus yeah. is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, uh, that's good. I actually I bought Black Magic, which we are going to do a bonus on for Patreon <laughs> next month. Uh, the volume one of that. Uh, for again, like a dollar, I think it was. So uh, we, now it's our mission to get Rucka somehow involved, just so we can tell him how much we love him. <laughs> At least that's what I'll do. Because <laughs> we we're up in Black Magic with him and Nicola Scott, and then Wonder Woman and Lazarus, and well, only beaten for you by Jeff Johns, I think, in terms of the fangirling, which he did kind of step away when I did meet him. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, too intense. This guy's crazy. He's got that look in his eye. He, he wants to yes. do things. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going in that I direction. Just wanted a hug. That's it. Just a hug. J- Jeff Johns is built. Like he's, he's, you know, he's a guy who works oh, out. He's, he, he's a tank. For for a, a man that creates for a living, you know, because he just doesn't write anymore. He he oversees yeah. and he has very broad shoulders. I was taken by surprise. Yeah, but even he, with his physique, was like, no, nah, yes. I'm scared. I'm running. <laughs> yeah. This bear of a man wants to hug me. It might be the last thing I do. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably soaked in, like, I don't know, LSD or something. <laughs> I'm going to get... <laughs> he's trying to compared, to compared to when I met Mark Wade, another creator I really like, who, hmm. simple handshake. So he knew. He he didn't come across the table. He got the, the feeling. That's because he's older. He's more experienced. He's, he's a bit older, exactly. a bit wiser. He, he, he can see the dangerous ones coming from a mail off. When, when you open with, this is my favorite Superman story of all time, and hand him birthright, and <laughs> he kind of knows. He gets into defensive position. And... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we kind of went on a tangent at the end, but Wonder Woman 23 was very good. So, excellent. Uh, that'll take us on to Batgirl number 11, which is written by Hope Larson and art by Chris Wildgoose. And this is the last issue of the arc, which is uh, Black Sun, which is uh, Penguin's uh, kid. Uh, that's his new name, yep. of course. But we made fun of that last time because we thought it was goofy. Uh, he does explain why he's called Black Sun in this one, though, at the very least. Well, so. well yeah, it's it's kind of Babs that explains it more, which I like oh, as sure. our culture, yeah. you know. Because he could have expositionized, but he just assumes everybody knows. Because that's, I guess, the Cobblepot way. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's, it's basically from when you see birds migrate together, right? And they all move as one in, what is it? Uh, in Denmark, it's called Sort Soul, which translates to Black Sun. And I was like, ha! Ah! Hope Larson, I like the way you write. Yeah, the, I like the reason for it, actually. Once they explained yep. what it was, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad, actually, mm-hmm. now that you've actually no. told me what it is. But um, it yeah. just sounded goofy on its own. Um, of course. So I I actually, I like this issue. I'm going to be liking the whole arc. Uh, I do think yeah. the the his apps are actually making people into mainless zombies that'll do whatever he wants. That Maybe that's a stupid thing to say with comic books, but it feels a bit far-fetched. I don't know. I know, again, working at a school, I see the brain-dead looking kids' faces as they're thumbing through their phones. So I kind of like that commentary. Yeah, well, yeah, but you can't make them attack someone. It's, it's a bit much. No, but that that's... Yeah, I guess it's just part of the... Because I, I had to go back and double remember if it was just the apps or if there was something more going on. Because the, the way that they work together here, and it's like, because he calls it... i got to find the word. Uh, murmuration. Um... And that's like his thing, hmm. how they all work together and move like a flock of birds. Uh, it is a little far-fetched, but I kind of like it. It's almost like 
hypnotic more than oh, yeah, yeah, zombie-fying. Like I say, so, it's really my only complaint about the issue, is, is that it feels a bit far-fetched. I, I actually really like that she draws him out to, like... Because basically the idea is she gets... Is a, to go to somewhere where there's no Wi-Fi and he can't control everyone because yep. his suit's like, pu- you know, pumping out this signal that's doing it. So she's trying to lure him to this park where there's no Wi-Fi signal, uh, which she conveniently has a flashback where she remembers someone saying, oh, I never get a signal out in that park. <laughs> so is it weird that I remember reading that in a previous issue? I'm going to have to go back and look, but... I, know, I think it was I... in a previous issue, yeah. Okay. So again, great writing there. Even like, even if that line wasn't, I do remember her being in a bathroom and overhearing other people talk, even if it wasn't that yeah. line. I remember that vividly. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's, again, great writing there that you set that up issues hmm. ago oh. to pay off now. That's fair. Uh, so, but I like how she lures him there. She basically puts on Dick's uh, Nightwing-looking helmet. And so he thinks it's Dick. So he gets all jealous and chases after her, thinking it's him. And obviously she gets to the park and she whips off the helmet and she's like, ha-ha, you fool. Yep. That wasn't exactly, but (laughs) yeah, Uh, that was was the gist of it. Uh, And then, yeah, she... Yeah, she she wins. She beats him, and that's that's the issue. That's the that's the arc. Yeah. Even I also kind of like that you know it's not Dick Grayson when she crashes the motorcycle terribly, like <laughs> yeah. without any grace, because you know Nightwing being an acrobat would have pulled out of that. You know, honestly, I think I I, I knew it was her from the, the second Ooh. I seen the bike. It was just because it was just because yeah. the helmet was on. We didn't see a face. I'm like, oh, it's just her with the, the helmet on. She's well, of course, but I, I just like to look into those things, you know, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, uh, that's, but yeah that's, that's fair. And this guy, man, so she ends up his, <laughs> she ends up being able to defeat him because he didn't uh, count into hand-to-hand combat into a suit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she gives him a well-placed kick to the chest, and it, like, not hard. You know, she wasn't trying to murder him. No, yeah, it's like a ta- it's, it's like a just a, a gentle kick in the chest, and then his entire yeah. suit just shuts down because he never accounted for actually getting into fights. And He's it short fool. circuits and starts to burn him, and I kind of watching him. I kind of feel bad. She, she has know? to she has to put him out with her her bat fire extinguisher. Yeah, <laughs> which makes sense. I, I buy her having that. Oh yeah, you know? I think if you're someone who's running into burning buildings to save people off, and you'll have yeah. you know a fire extinguisher seems like a common like you know they safety device. Yeah. You know, it's, it'd be like you know, like having a lockpick for a, like a. a what yeah. this vig- type of vigilante? They'd have a lot of pipe. They have a fire extinguisher. They'd have uh, some sort of immediate first aid. I imagine they'd have mm-hmm. you know various things like that. It makes sense that one. Uh, yeah, our friend, our friend Frank, he's moving back in. Uh, the, the whole apartment didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's just sort of plot for. So we get this little tease at the end though. Um, actually, one of my favorite panels in this book actually is uh, the two uh, penguin like henchmen in the bowler hats mm-hmm. coming in the window. I really yep. like that panel. It's just because they're in silhouette. It's like the night t- night light, kind of moonlight coming in. Um, well, you instantly know because they're wearing the bowler hats who who they're with. Yeah, there's just something like, really cool about two villains wearing yeah. bowler hats sneaking into a room, though. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, Penguin actually gets his now like fried from head to toe son, uh, yeah. and basically finally accepts him as his because well, yeah. that was such an evil plan that he was trying to accomplish that he now respects him. And well, I also took it that he is now he's disformed, so he wasn't mm. before. Oh yeah, sure, yeah. I and now he's that. deformed, and he's gonna accept him into the flock. Yeah, because he says I've got because so we'll he says he's got a cracked team of doctors, but you're gonna be scarred for yeah. life, but uh, it'll be better than this. And then he's, yeah, he calls him you beautiful boy, 
you belong under my wing. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the you know penguin pun. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, he's got a sense of humour. Unless unless someone else makes a penguin joke, in which case he's not got a sense of humour, uh, and right. it all, all goes away. Well, because uh, they're not allowed. That, that's how narcissists work. Yeah. They can do whatever, but when you do it, you're probably going to be number one. Yeah. So no, I thought it was a fun end to the arc. Uh, that that one sort of far fetched complaint aside. Uh, uh, Black yeah. Girl's voice is on point. The art's been consistent throughout the whole arc. Uh, if you've been yeah. enjoying that, so uh, a lot to complain about. So good, Black Girl. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll take us on to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, issue twenty-one. Robert Venditti writing and V. Kenneth Marion on art. Uh, well, I don't, I don't read this, so and Connor's not here to yeah. talk to you about it. So Matt, you are no. on your own. You, you are a guy gardener without a ring, stranded in the yeah. cosmos. Oh, that's fine. I still got my warrior blood, so it's fine. You know, but yeah. So we pick up here where we left off with uh, Hal and Rip going. In a contract that's a plane, which we were talking about last week, where, you know, Simon gets the mechanical jab, but Hal, who everything's an airplane, doesn't, you know, yeah, yeah. first thing you see. Especially since it doesn't have to actually be a plane, it could just be a bubble. Like, they're moving with a, the just, green energy, it could be a bubble, it could be a square. But it could be anything, and he goes with the plane. It could be a giant um, banana. Yeah. Well, no, it's yellow. So I don't know if that, that would work. Maybe a green banana. Uh, yeah, well, bananas start off green. Yeah, yeah. So, But basically he's talking to, to Rip about the Green Lanterns and that how everyone assumes they're all the same because the ring is based off a of will. But then Hal points off that just the four Earth Lanterns are also different because they express will in a different way. I know, six now. Well, they're talking about the, the main... Four here okay, that okay. have been they're involved in the fight uh but it's like guy jumps right in the line of fire without thinking and then oh that's that's his will whereas kyle just wants to do what's right and so that's where his comes from and then john is so meticulous and he plans everything out and he's like i don't understand that he's all about restraint that's not anything i have and it, it's really cool that it, to me, this show's Venditti does get all the characters, even if I don't enjoy reading his Hal as much as the pals, you know. But and then of course Rip Hunter asks Hal, who Hal's just kind of begging, will ask me how how I'm different. And he's just like I don't lose, and so they go and they're gonna they're facing down Sarko, you know, um, while all the other lanterns are they had shut off their rings because of the prison beasts and um they they start fighting them and kyle what's it's kyle and sornik end up going to the weapons armory and getting out these guns uh to help take out the prison beasts and then we get to sarko and at the end of the last issue we saw that hal's gauntlet had become a full-on well not house Krona's gauntlet hal had used to become pure will has formed into like this giant mech. So him and Rip have to prevent that from happening. So that's basically how they beat Sarko is Hal remembers where he had buried the gauntlet. And so they end up digging it up and disconnecting it. So it never really becomes a thing in the future, which ends up leaving Sarko vulnerable. And he ends up, uh, taking a, a beam of light from 
uh, when Hal destroys it and ends up dying. And so everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's great. The beasts are falling down because it, it flashes back and forth between the lanterns fighting the beasts and uh, and Hal and Rip doing all of this. So we also get Kyle grabbing the ring while this is all going on, the one that Rip had handed Jon Stewart that is from the future to prove that he's who he says he is. And he ends up looking who Sarko's parents are. Which this is probably my biggest problem is when you find out that he was related to Sinestro in all of Kyle's advances on Sornic the last couple issues, it's kind of obvious that Kyle's the dad, right? Mm. But it's supposed to be played for this big like reveal at the end that because Sarko's dead, Kyle shows up at the last minute and is like, hey, we can't leave him here. We, you know, we have to we have to take him back with us. And they're all kind of looking at him like he's weird, but they end up going back to Mogo. Rip goes back to, you know, the time stream, and they put Corona's Gauntlet back in the vault. So none of this can happen. Which, again, timey-wimey stuff. So now if none of this could happen, where does Sarko come from? Because it was the Gauntlet that helped him get back, you know, from the past or to the past. Um, and they give Rip his the ring back, and then you see Kyle crying that Sarko was the son, and he wants to figure out what went wrong. Who's the so, mother? It, it, Sornik. Right, okay, right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, because in the last couple issues, it's he's just been coming at her like we're gonna go on a date and let's do this, and even here, she's you know tending to the wounded, and he's kind of making like, hey, we make a great team, right? And it's like, hey, mm. Kyle, there's stuff going on out there, you know. All so, right, so again, uh, not a big secret that's going on, but Kyle being the emotional lantern, I'm sure it'll propel stuff forward. Yeah, but yeah, it's Kyle, it's kind of go ahead. Kyle had an alien son. Okay, I'm just just keeping track of where things have been going <laughs> in this yeah. book that I'm not reading. <laughs> Although I can't with the timey wimey, does he? Because there's, he's from a future now that doesn't really exist. So uh, that's fair. I, it can still affect Kyle, right? Yeah, he, like, he knows that he remembers that this would have happened, yeah. Right, you know, so he can go forward. But it's just kind of the stuff that Venditti does that I kind of roll my eyes at. But there's other things that I just, I really love, like the lanterns. You know, you get to see Guy and Kilowog standing shoulder to shoulder with these big, you know, sci-fi blaster guns. Hmm. Trying to take out these prison beasts, and I tell you, you what, get, guy is yeah. a lot more bearable when he's with Kilowog. I'll say that much. Yeah, they're they're different sides of the same coin. Where I feel like Kilowog's the guy that oh, once you get to know him, he's this big soft teddy bear. But guy's kind of like, well, when you get to know him, you still kind of want to punch his teeth out. So, hmm. but they both put on these big scary outer shows to keep people at arm's length. You know. Yeah, that's that's Hal and the Hal and Pals, as we've come to calling it. Not we. I'm not coming to call it that. Well me and Connor. Connor's stripper, represent... stripper new name. <laughs> well also Reddit calls it that, I found because Oh really? Okay. Yeah. You know. We're on we're onto something good here. Hal and Pals. <laughs> 
Oh, right. I, I, need, I need a version of that name to go with Red Hood for Connor. Mm. Because he's Ginger, he is Red yeah. in the Hood. Red in the Hood. <laughs> okay, it's not I, great. I got it. It's bad, I admit. I got but what do you want from me? Can't I'm trying gold. to come up with a name for Jason Todd so we don't get it confused. Uh, uh, J- <laughs> Jason Todd... Sod, Lord, Cod, Mod. Mm. <laughs> no, we're st- it's difficult. Let's move on. That's what. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, typically this is in the quick section, which is limited to a strict five minutes, which is the, the sort of the sort of the developed rule for the sort yeah. of non-main books. But we may have this few books. It doesn't like we, we can go a bit longer really- in this one because we only have have uh, eight books in total, so it's fine. Uh, but now that takes us on to Batman Beyond number eight. Dan Jurgens writing and Bernard Chang on art. And this is basically Bruce Lake. Oh no, I basically built that bat suit to do the job for me when I was too weak to actually keep doing it. But the AI yeah. isn't stable. <laughs> and as a result, yeah. this is uh, very dangerous because uh, Terry's going to go basically be forced to kill people by this suit. Um, so much to the point where uh, it's got uh, its own dialogue. Like, the suit's actually got like an AI voice in this. Yeah, it, it's Badiac. That's what I called it in my head. Yeah. I, I was yeah, thinking it, more like Evil Jarvis, but yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's it basically thinks that it can do Batman's job better because it's you know, although he kind of did just create Ultron, didn't he? He did. He did by accident. Yes. Just Batman's Ultron. It's Batron. It's it a much better name. I, I do kind of like the idea that like, he built it as a weird way of trying to you know keep being able to be Batman, but even though his body yeah. was like no. Come on now, we're falling apart. Well, that was, yeah, he did that. That's how Terry gets his traditional suit too. Yeah, I, which I feel I like that this was the prototype for that suit because it's basically that suit without the AI. Hmm. Um, also, by the way, to, the Bane's. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, love, I, I love how every villain that we know from Batman ended up with like that was like the, what the, a gang based their name on in this future because obviously we have the Jokers it, and that's been a big thing, but. Yeah, well, I get it here with the Banes too. If you remember on the show, you had the slappers, that that you know was the venom patches that the like the jocks were wearing to get the thing, and it looks like these Bane guys are just covered in them, like they, they got them all over. So I could buy that there was a group of, of guys that thought it'd be a good idea to pull heights dressed as Bane, uh, and considering that we have seen what's left of Bane on the show. How he's just kind of this withered, remaining, you know. I like that they can play with it. It's better than, like, if it had been the Riddlers or the Two Faces. I think Bane lends itself mm. ah, to the games. The Banes, I can, I can see it. Uh, uh, Kurari, I thought, was for sure dead, but apparently there's a chance she yeah. might live. Because <laughs> she yeah, gets new, stabbed. New yeah, she gets stabbed yeah. to hell. So, you know. Uh, but that, this is what kind of props uh, Terry to like, alright, I need to go find Raz. We know Raz is alive, I need to go find Raz yep. Al And to be fair, they swerved us, they swerved who, who this was. We, we were thinking it was Raz, and we thought it made sense, because Terry even says, Lazarus Pitts, he's immortal, he keeps coming back. Yeah, well, speak for yourself, it didn't swerve me. Because I, I brought yeah. this up last time we talked about it. Did you? I don't remember. Yeah, I said it's gotta be Damien. Because the way that they talked about Damien in the last one. 
Do you, do you know what it is? It's even though they've mentioned him a couple of times, I still think it's weird to think of Damien as part of the Batman Beyond world. Yeah. Because when Batman Beyond was created, Damien wasn't Damien a thing yet. Exist. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, fair enough, you know, Matt. I will give you the props that you that you so deserve. So they they end this although, issue with. Uh, had it been Roz, I wouldn't have been disappointed because I would have liked hmm. to see how they got out of that. With again, this takes place in the show's continuity. You know, I might be showing my fanboy edge on on Batman Beyond. You know, but we dealt with that and out of the past. So I would have liked to see Jurgens, you know, show us what had happened there, because I think Talia had ended up being Roz. Is that his essence had transferred to her instead of Bruce? So. Was uh, Malcolm Merlin of a Razal Gil? I believe so, but I think oh. John Connor told me that, so I can't, I can't trust him. Oh God, he used to, he used to be Razal Gil, you know. One of my favorite lines of that show. It really is. Uh, uh, remind me to talk to you about Arrow because someone someone told me what had happened in the finale. Yeah, so. spoiler city. So yeah, we'll do that off air afterwards. Yeah. Um, I do like they tease it quite well actually because uh, basically mm-hmm. because Terry's going mad with the suit and he's he's intending to kill him and like you know Raz who turns out to be Damien says oh you're really not you know not you know you're not Bruce you're not that Batman you're yep. just a, a cheap knockoff because you know Damien knows quite well that Bruce would never kill someone so yep. uh, they, they teased it nicely I thought it was a nice nice this cliffhanger uh, a lot of the issue was the the flashback to how the suit came to be but I actually I like that mm-hmm. I like the idea that he went out he beat the Banes but. The, the suit basically caused him so much physical damage that it actually forced him into retirement. Yep. Which I actually think is kind of cool. I like the idea that the, the thing he made to try and prolong his crime-fighting career actually killed it dead. It did. Yeah. Yep. That, that was kind of a nice touch. Well, and, I like that. And it also shows a bit of his ego that he kept the suit there. Like, almost like, well, one day I'll be able to figure this out and it can be used for good. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't know if I would quite call that ego. Because like, he, he, he was tinkering with it to try and make it better. So I, I don't necessarily well, think... Well, that, that's what I mean. He yeah. thinks he can fix it and, and then he just never did anything. He just left it there. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, he could have just easily destroyed it and then it wouldn't have been anybody's problem. So, but it just, it speaks to Bruce Wayne. He's, he's like Tony Stark in that way. That, oh, I'm, I'm going to fix it later. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I didn't know someone was going to steal it in the middle oh, of the night. Of course. <laughs> so, I mean... There you go. Uh, that was Batman Beyond. It was, it was an old finish. I, I mean, I think this is a very light series, but I always have fun reading it. I, I love it. Yeah. It's, again, I'm a Batman Beyond fanboy. It's my favorite version of I'm Batman. Not, I'm, not, I've not seen the whole show. Um, it's, it's one thing yeah. that uh, we'll probably do at some point. I could be, we always talk, because we do already cancel, but we're working our way through Star Trek. Yeah. And we're hoping if the Patreon goal hits it, we'll do a second ongoing one. And we keep yeah. talking about how oh, it'd be cool if we do the all the animated DC series at some point, kind of work our yeah. way through them all. Uh, well, you, you can definitely sign me up for Batman Beyond because I've seen them all multiple times and we'll always be down have. to watch them again. But, uh, no, so that's Batman Beyond. Uh, that'll take us on to our last book of the week. Uh, this feels so much quicker than last week. Uh, <laughs> Batman The Shadow Number 2, Steve Orlando and Scott Snyder writing with Riley Rosmo on art. Uh, the art is very good. Uh, my same complaint about the Batman's mm-hmm. ears being far too small uh, do continue, but other than that, the art is pretty damn nice uh, throughout, so yeah. I can't complain about that. Uh, so this is uh, basically Shadow playing with Batman's head a little bit, and he's like, oh, I knew who you were because... I, I helped train you. Like the idea, because obviously he's a master of disguise. He puts on different faces. The idea that at one point he was Ducard whilst he was training Batman, which is kind of weird because yeah. it, it's like it's not just a crossover. It's like oh no, the shadow was always part of Batman's world. So that's kind of fun. 
Yeah, although I feel like he's clouding Bruce's mind oh, as probably. he's saying that. He's, oh, yeah. He's putting, yeah, he's putting the doubt there. And so but probably my favorite moment in this issue is where Batman has this fight with him and they sword fight in the Alps. And then he ends up back in Gotham and he, Alfred calls him Master Bruce. And he's like, mm. don't call me Master. That's what the Shadows people call him. And I don't want that. Yeah. Like, uh, Yeah, I, I dig that. Yeah, I had more fun with this one. Um, I like the last issue a lot. I like this one quite a bit. Um, I like basically they, they figure out that the uh, so it's was it the stag who's the the arch nemesis the stag yeah yeah of the shadow who the shadow kills like the worst people of society like that's his mission yep. his goal ever since he like mm-hmm. get taken over by this and the stag does the opposite the stag is this evil presence who goes after the best of people and that that was that kind of ties in with that first issue because we see this guy who works at Arkham he's nice to everyone he is like the yep. perfect person and he gets killed yeah and yeah and we had found out that it wasn't the shadow the shadow was there at the wrong yeah. time and so so Bruce thinks that he killed him because you know he's the detective and he's like your eyes are lying to you you know, there, there's bigger things going on than what yeah. you know. Well, because I think and clearly so, that the stag also has similar like abilities to the shadow. Yeah. it seems. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar. I don't think because I've seen the movie. I don't think he was the villain in the movie. I think it was. Uh, no, Shao Kahn. Uh, Shao Kahn. Uh, Genghis Khan. No, Shao Kahn's. That's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's Mortal Kombat. It's a Khan <laughs> villain. Khan. Um, it's funny actually. I, I mentioned we're doing already cancelled, but we're working with our way through yep. Star Trek. I just oh, watched. I just watched Space Seed. I just watched Space Seed today. That's the next one we're talking about. Uh, we're doing that later, later on. Hint, hint. Uh, so, no, nah, it's just funny. We're talking about Can, and I just got to that episode. Um, but no, so basically they find out there's a uh, like three people who won this like you know Gotham City Prize for you know excellence and being like a stand-up citizen. Uh, there's one left alive, and it turns out to be Leslie Tompkins, who of course you know not only does Batman save anyone, but it's Leslie. It's someone who's got a personal connection right. with him uh, so he goes to like save her and uh, the stag shows up they have a bit of fight uh, Leslie gets shot but it's not really Leslie Leslie's actually somewhere safe this is the shadow who's yeah. uh, taken over to make sure uh, actually I really like this fight as well uh, like I said the art's really good there's a lot of good uh, uh, sense of motion in the fights yeah uh, especially when the, the actual shadow kind of like you know black clouds start to come into things like I think that's really fun Uh but the stag- Shiwan Khan, that's that's who we're thinking of. There we go. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew it's it was not Khan. Not Shao Khan. Shiwan Khan. Yeah. I got really excited at the end Ooh. of this issue because basically uh, the shadow. But which, by the way, I love that the shadow's speech bubbles are square. It just yeah. It, it gives you this sense that he has a really different like a, a presence, like he has a different kind of voice that doesn't feel normal. Well, and they said they said that when the shadow talks to you, you can hear the laughing in your head. Mm. And it gives it, you know, when it pairs with the laughing in the square, it really stands out. Which is really funny because uh, earlier on, back when they're in the Alps and uh, the shadow disappears and you see mm-hmm. all the laughter, all the ha ha has like around the page, yep. I thought, oh, that's funny. That reminds me of the Joker. Yeah, right. And you know, sure enough, at the end of the issue, we actually tie that back in, and I really like this. I like this tease where this is going because uh, basically the stag like you know uses evil to do what it wants because it wants to like achieve its its goal. And Batman's like, well, if it wants to find evil in Gotham, there's one place it's going to go. And I'm like, I know what the next page is going to be. And sure enough, it's uh, the Crown Prince of Crime. The Clown Prince Clown of Crime. Prince of yeah, Crown. I can't speak today. So here's the thing is... Um, Although, stag- he, admittedly, I don't think the Joker's face looks a bit weird. Uh, so yeah, I'll, cri- I'll, cri- I'll criticise that. But otherwise, uh, I did like the art. 
So here, here's my big thing there is – so the the stag wants to kill – it needs one more, hmm. uh, the shadow said, to, to enter – what is it, Shambhala? Shambhala, yeah. That's where the power comes from, yeah. Yeah. So is he going to have the Joker kill someone else or is he going to have Joker lead him there? I'm confused as to – uh, I how he's using Joker. I don't know the answer to that, but I don't think it, yeah. it's a big deal. I think we'll find out next issue. I, I, okay. I don't think something's too, too like, concerned about yet. Because if, if he's there to kill the Joker, he's not doing it right. Like that's. Nah, yeah, I, 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 th- I think he's going to use the Joker to kill someone, like you say, or yeah. taking the Joker to wherever will help give the entrance kind of thing. Oh, man. Oh, your mate's yeah. gone, Matt. Mate, it's that oh. time. That, that time of the podcast. Uh, so no but no, I was really pumped up by the end of this uh, mm-hmm. issue I thought that was a really nice tease and it's really nice that the first issue was all about establishing who the shadow was Batman was hunting yeah. him and then the second issue it establishes who the big bad is and then also that the big bad from Batman's going to come into play as well as a car yeah. so it's like you know it's, it's that well, kind of thing when you do a crossover you don't just cross over the heroes you cross over the villains right. well yeah and it has that dichotomy here too is we get the, the shadow's villain like you said and Batman's villain and that's what it's all about. It, it's how they work and uh, whatever else that we saw. Because we also saw them go back to the Shadow's people and then we kind of get Bruce's people. So I'm sure they'll cross over too at one point. Like we'll I, get Alfred. Alfred might meet them, yeah. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, it's, you know, so everything's into it. But yeah, it's, it's real enjoyable. I, I put this off to read to last just because I wasn't sure if we were covering it again. Mm. But I'm glad that I read it. Because now I'm, I'm yeah. fully invested in the story. Well, like I said last issue, I was really I, I, I went into this first the first issue last month feeling like eh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this, whatever. Yeah. And then I came out being like, oh, it was actually pretty fun. You know, mm-hmm. again, Batman's cool, not feeling the Joker's face, not really feeling. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I think the art's very good. Obviously, those are, those are just stylistic decisions that were made for some reason mm-hmm. that I'm not agreeing with. But otherwise, <laughs> the art's pretty damn solid. Yeah, I will agree there. So, no. Oh. There you go, that's Batman the Shadow, and I guess that takes us on to the best books of the week. Although, before we actually do that, before we yeah. get to the best books, uh, we started last week, we had this new thing where, on Patreon, now most of our comics bonus stuff, uh, which, you know, we had our Power Rangers Pink review, me and Connor did that this week, uh, me and Matt are going to do the Archie Issue 20 review, and that's going to be yeah. uh, up this weekend, we're recording that actually straight after we do this, so uh, you can expect that soon. Um, and there's other stuff in the works, uh, as we've said. Uh, but one of the new things for the $1 tier on Patreon, so that if people just want to give a dollar and they want to feel like they get something in return if they're a comics podcast fan, if this is you know why, why they like us and that's why they want to support us, uh, they get to vote on a weekly poll where they get to pick their best book of the week and their best art of the week and their best cover of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. So I actually <laughs> I forgot to get the page up, so I'm going to stall for just a second as I click, click around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so this is going to be a new thing every week where before we get to ours for this week, I'm going to tell you the, the patrons voted pick for last week so yeah so that's a nice thing so mm-hmm. last week's best book of the week uh, as voted for by our patrons um, and again it's really easy to find this if you go to patreon.com um, slash TV. if you click on the comics bonus content on the left hand side it'll just give you the comics content in the middle and you can find the uh, the, the newest poll near the top it'll always be near, near the top uh, when you do that so um, yeah so, the winner uh, of the, the polls last week, then, um, the best book was unanimously uh, The Flash number 22, which I guess surprises no one. That, that's someone yeah. agreeing with us, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Best art from last week, uh, the winner of that was Green Arrow, which I think is what you picked last week. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, yeah. So someone picked it. I know it wasn't me. I, I think I did because of Freyra. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. And the best cover as picked by the patrons uh, for episode 52, or week 52, I should say, maybe more accurately, was... Um, what colour is that? Oh, Flash number 22. Again, obvious pick. I think... I think this was a really easy week to start them off on for the voting because it was like, yeah, yeah. Be- best issue and cover are probably a lock. I can't imagine, um, uh, you know, anything else winning those. Uh, that's it. We did get one comment as well uh, from one of, one of the voters. Um, well, let me just scroll up for the name. Oh, uh, David Short uh, commented, uh, mentioning on the cover for The Flash 22 uh, that the, uh, the Tim Drake tease on the cover was a bit of a bait and switch. He was hoping for some Tim Drake. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'll give him a particular shout, though, because he is the person who is uh, making Connor read Red Hood come next month. So, uh, <laughs> props to you. <laughs> props to you, David. It is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, head over to patreon.com slash TV if you want to see some of the other bonuses that are on offer, uh, some of the extra reviews. Uh, like I said, I actually just bought a bunch of image stuff in, on Comixology. So I might do some solo image thoughts uh, yeah. over the next little while if I get to reading them. Uh, Again, if it's stuff that we cross over with, let me know and I can hop on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all doing Black Magic next month. Um, Yeah. Maybe maybe we can uh, see what else we're reading and uh, uh, do something. So, uh, that's cool. So, yes, our picks then. Our picks for week uh, 53 from this week. What what are we picking then? So, we're starting off, as we always do, with panel of the week. Now, obviously, panel's not in the polls for the patrons because I can't list every panel. Because, you know, it's multiple choice. (laughs) I, I, I yeah. can't list every panel yeah. in every book. It's just not possible. And so. it's very subjective, more so than, yeah. than, than you know, looking at, well, this had great art versus this, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, panel of the week, Matt. You got one ready, or are you... I, I do, and, and this one was hard this week because everything was kind of... Uh, it's the tip of my hand for when it comes to counting them down. Hmm. Everything was kind of at the level this week. There's nothing yeah, really I, stood out. So, nothing not, was really that bad. But yeah, you know. but nothing was amazing. Well, I think there was a couple that maybe rose above a little bit, but mm. I kind of agree. It was kind of a, a just a decent week, but not a good week. Yeah. You know, there wasn't. You, typically, there'll be like two or three that are really fighting for the top spot. Whereas this week, I didn't really feel that. Uh, which yeah. is which is a shame. But you know, you have weeks like this. You can't. They can't all be knockouts every week. So, so what's your so panel? Mine, I, I wanted to pull something from Action Comics, but nothing really stuck out to me. So I'm gonna have to become a self parody a little bit here and. And go with the panel of Guy Gardner explaining <laughs> how explaining why he is a Green Lantern versus the other guys. And there's just there's a, a caption here that says the beating he takes will bruise your eyes for watching. And again, that's why I ended up reading Helen Pals thanks to Connor was an uh, issue that was how or Guy taking a beating. And he's just he has a smile on his face as he's punching this octopus headed alien. The, the guy Gardner to a T. So that, there's my panel of the week. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Wonder Woman, uh, and I'm going to go with basically the final final panels of uh, both uh, Diana and uh, Hippolyta uh, touching the tree on either side, and that's, you know that's a good one too. It's, just, it's a good emotional climax. I could have almost went with the moment where Diana realizes that uh, Izzy's going to go to Themyscira because that's also a yeah. great panel. Again, very expressive with the face, just in terms of the art, but again, emotional because of everything that's built up to this. 
but that, that, that was kind of... There, there wasn't really much option for me this week. It was basically going to be something from one of those moments. Yeah, so, that was pretty good too. Uh, yeah. Uh, best cover of the week. Oof, this one's rough too. That, that, that's pretty really tough. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I have two to go off of that I can't pick between. So all of you go first and... If, if if one of yours is my other one, I'll, I'll pick the opposite. Yeah, I I think I've got three that it could be right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like the detective one, mainly mm-hmm. for the uh, you know you know spoiler on the the bat signal is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool image. Uh, I think Batgirls is again solid but not amazing. Uh, I actually want to go with action. I, th- I think the lineup of oh, all wow. the all the villains uh, with Zod back to the. Back to the camera, as it were. Uh, mm. You know, I, I, don't think, I don't think any of them stand out as being like amazing. It's not like uh, last week where it was like, no, 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 Flash or Batwoman has to win. Like those are yeah, exceptional. Yeah. But nah, that's just where well, I stand. What you got? So, you, so you threw me a curveball because I figured you'd pick neither. None of those were mine. Um, I had to narrow down to Wonder Woman and Batman versus Sha- or Batman Shadow. Batman Shadow's not bad, admittedly. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go good. Batman and Shadow because it's got the bat logo. In, in purple, and then the stag in the shadow locked in a battle. Yeah. And it's it's kind of at a, a Dutch angle. You know, it's kind of tilted, and you know, it just drew my eye to it. But then Wonder Woman looks cool, too, because it's got the tree with Ares horns in his yeah. like, his helmet. And it just it looks sinister. I, 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 think my, I think the reason why Wonder Woman didn't even occur to me to pick it is because as much as I like the image, it doesn't feel like a cover. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it feels like a, like a print. Yeah. Like, you know, if I ever, you know, go to a con where Liam Sharp's at, I kind of want this as a print to hang up. But but it's also, if you think about the issue, it kind of gives it away because it's got Diana and mm. her mom on opposite sides. Yeah, it does. Reaching towards each other. So, but yeah, those 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 are what I get to. So ultimately, Batman Shadow. All right. Uh, best art then for the week. Actually, hold on, what's that voice? I hear something from the Speed Force. Is that Connor? Uh-oh. Is Connor saying Uh-oh. something? No, C- Connor, uh, there was no Red Hood this week. You can't pick that. <laughs> Alright, yeah, go back to the Speed Force. Go back to what yeah. we were doing. He's definitely the negative Flash. <laughs> <laughs> negative Flash. Uh, he's, he's Toilet Break Flash. With a brick flash. Um, all right, best art of the week then, Matt. You got a, you got a best art pick. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Wonder Woman with Sharp uh, for what you mentioned earlier with the panels. Just all of those work together so well. Yeah, the, the Even, emotion is there. I, I'm gonna jump in and just say that mine's also Wonder Woman. It's, yeah, and I think I think Batman Shadow. If it wasn't for the Batman cowl and the the, the weird mm. choice with the Joker's face, I may, might have picked that. But I think Wonder Woman was it's, Sharp's been great yeah. the, the whole run. Well, so. And just even even I mean there's there's a little bit of stuff off here and there like with the faces of Phobos and Demos, but mm. you know they've just transformed, so it makes them look off. And I think that's the point is yeah. you're thinking of them as the other at this point now, and the stuff the really terrible stuff they've done up to that point, it really helps drive that home. But yeah, it's like you said, the, the, just the last page itself I think earns it. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I guess that takes us on to the top five books of the week. Um, maybe an interesting list here. What, what yeah. you got? You got you got one ready, Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it here. All right. And and number one is Wonder Woman. Should probably go without saying. 
And then two is Batgirl, three is Detective, four is Batman Beyond, and five is Action. Interesting. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. My number one is also going to be Wonder Woman. Uh, my number two is going to be Detective. My number three is going to be Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, then my number four is going to be <laughs> it's going to be Batman Shadow number four. Okay. And then five will be it'll be Action. Yeah. There you go. That's 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 my top five. Uh, unfortunately, Deathstroke just had enough problems that it just wasn't really in contention yep. for that top five. Neither. Uh, neither. But there you go. That's that, that's that's mm-hmm. And obviously, we both pick Wonder Woman, so we'll have to double check with Connor off air once he's read yeah. everything. If he also picks Wonder Woman and see if it goes into the the annals, the the hall of you know unanimous picks, that fame, yeah. that prestigious title that only a handful of books have. Yeah. Well, and and since it's a week that there's no red hood, it's a, a shoe in. It should be. <laughs> yeah, no red hood this week. So I guess that leads me to tell you what's coming next week. All right, so coming next week is a week five, but we actually have a few things because we have three annuals, which is a normal amount. Uh, now, obviously, when it comes to August, we'll have three annuals, but we'll only have two that we'll do. Well, except maybe Connor. Uh, but this also has another regular issue because uh, the Flash 23, because the last one got pushed, the Flash 23 got pushed to this this coming week. So we get Flash 23 as a regular issue, which is cool, and Hal Jordan's in it, so that should be fun. Um, but we've also got Teen Titans Annual, the Lazarus Contract Issue 1, which of course is the finale of this crossover. Uh, we have Trinity Annual Issue 1, which uh, could be interesting. It, it, I don't think it's uh, Manipul, though, so... Uh, maybe no. lower your expectations on the art a little bit, um, and then we have Wonder Woman Annual, which we spoke about a little bit earlier with the yeah. the sort of the 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 sort of the, the, the mirroring stories from the past, where she first meets Batman and Superman, and then she's meeting them again in present day, even though she sees them all the time. But I'm sure I'm sure there'll be like a, a symmetry going on to make them feel like they're mm-hmm. they're related and connected. So, uh, so that's what's coming next week. But of course, also the the patrons vote. Uh, in the five dollar tier, as to what trade paperback or whatever you know, an arc basically that we'll cover on fifth weeks as well. To so there's a bonus since we'll get more time that week because there's less books. And they of course picked Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. Uh, so we're going to have that read for next week, and we're going to talk about that uh, after the week's books. So if you want to read that as well, so you can be in the conversation and know exactly what we're talking about. If you've not read it before, uh, then do so. Uh, so that's that's coming next week. So. Mm-hmm. That's us. We 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 finished a, a regular length as uh, as we say issue yeah. episode, Matt. Yeah, I got you. Hey, there we go. Good yay. All right. Well, I imagine the ginger menace will be back next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be back next week, and he, he's have stories of his his red hood antics, uh, ready to go. But uh, that wraps up episode 53 so let us know what you, of course you thought of the books this week uh, in the comments and stuff if you're on Patreon uh, or you're tempted to join Patreon for a dollar make sure you vote in the poll uh, basically basically, you can keep voting and I will just take the results uh, right before the show starts but we start recording on the Saturday so you, you've got a week uh, the, the, the new poll for the, the new form of the polls for episode 53 are already up um, but let us know in there. Uh, comment in the you know the, the YouTube comments. Comment on the uh, on Twitter even if you want to uh, to let us know. But let us know what you thought of the books. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, five star rating on iTunes, all that kind of thing. And um, whenever it is you experience the podcast. 
Uh, but that's us. So thank you very much for watching and or listening. It is always an absolute pleasure, especially when Connor's not here. And <laughs> we'll see you next time. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion. <laughs>